On this episode of the Grow Our Plateau podcast, we have Josh Webster from Hunt Real Estate in Syracuse, New York. Josh served on the panel for the 2022 Social Media Summit, and on this episode, he takes us through what works for him and how he grew his business. Let's get started. All right, cool, Josh. Thanks for hopping on. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, absolutely. Why don't you go ahead and kind of introduce yourself? To yeah, everyone. so my name is Josh Webster. I'm 32. Um, I have my license with Hunt Real Estate. I've been with Hunt since about 2018. I've uh, been having my license since 2016. And uh, just every year since, it's gotten better and better. You know, a big contributor factor to that is uh, social media. And I'm excited to talk about it and give, uh, give some insights. Yeah, yeah. So now, what were you doing before you were jumped into real you estate? Know, I've always, I've always been in the customer service industry. Um, actually, as of still right now, um, I'm a bartender as well. So okay. I've always been in the hospitality business, bartender, uh, server, food runner, one way or the other. So the common, uh, the customer service sense of me has kind of been around for. I think my first job was in 2008. So I'm okay. pretty customer service oriented over the past decade or so. Sure. So when you, so you got licensed and you said 2016, yep. right? Okay. So when you got licensed, did you jump right into, you know, doing all the marketing, social media stuff, or did you kind of like kind of ease into it? How'd you kind of like start marketing? Yeah, I don't yourself? think 2016 really was a big social media boom. You know, TikTok really wasn't a thing. Instagram reels wasn't a thing. You know, Instagram itself back then, I feel like was only static pictures. Um, yeah. So I was just kind of the new agent working on my sphere. You know, and I'm the young, adaptive type of agent, so I just kind of, you know, develop with the times, and now here we are, 2022, and 90% of my business is social media right now. Yeah. So when would you say you kind of jumped into doing, you know, even if it was just like static images, uh, when did you kind of start jumping into social media? Well, I've always been, you know, I'm, I'm 32, so I've always been around the social media world. So I, I, you know, created my Facebook and Instagram pretty much the day I, I uh, got my license. You know, I was like, all right, well, this seems kind of like a good a good platform to start off on and everything. Um, and it's just something that kind of just grew over time. You know, I'm young enough where I can not be confused by all these new updates and everything and all these platforms. So I was able to stay pretty current with, you know, the changing of the social media world. Yeah. How do you stay updated on all those like, you know, all the updates, right? Cause they change like constantly. Is it more just one of those things where you just kind of like use the app constantly? Yeah, I or? mean, honestly, I love the app because it's, you know, you gotta, you gotta turn off the entertaining feature in your brain when you're cycling through your news feeds and everything. You know, I'm following these people. I'm like, oh, that's, that's a good Instagram sound or, oh, this, this, this is a really good video. So you kind of got to take social media more as an educational purpose at times, or else you're kind of just going to be a zombie just scrolling through your phone without really you know soaking in that content so so kind of going off that are there certain people that you like to emulate or follow yeah there's plenty of them you know i'm i'm you know young energetic a little quirky you know so i like to follow you know people that give me those ideas um a really big account that's kind of huge now is called broke agent media you know, everybody, every follow follows them, you know, the, they got podcasts now there, they have the whole own, you know, media company. So, um, something that they're doing that I'm trying to do as well is, you know, as, as fun and quirky as they are, they're still trying to be educational and relevant. So that's, that's a platform that's really crucial to follow. So you're following, you know, all aspects of the real estate world. Right. And you're not like, you know, it's not like one of those things where, you know, some people think like, oh, well, I don't want to like 
copy this person, right? But you're not really f- copying them, right? You're kind of just putting your own Look, spin I mean, on, on maybe things. maybe a little bit, but you know, it, 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 how I see it is, you know, I'm non-competitive. You know, I'm, I'm here to support other agents. You know, I'm here to uh, develop other agents and enhance their business as much as I would like them for, the, for them to do to me. Yeah, maybe it's, you know, an agent in California that I'm emulating or something, but still, you know, I think a lot of people in this industry can agree with, you know, if it works, it works. Right, right. Now, you mentioned the um, educational content. Is that stuff that you kind of focus in on? Is that where you've had the most success? Or do you kind of focus more on just like, you know, maybe being kind of, you mentioned being goofy. Yeah, kind of I funny, mean, I think stuff. it's good to have a fair balance. You know, I think more, the more I've developed, the more understanding of how important education is. People really don't know what happens in the real estate world. You know, we as, as me as an agent, you as a lender, you know, follow this because it's, it's kind of our job. You know, we're following all this stuff. Stuff. Everybody else has a, has a life. You know, people aren't following mortgage rates, um, the inventory shortage. You know, they're not following Dave Ramsey. You know, they're not doing all this type of stuff. So it's up to us as the professionals to educate the people that aren't educated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, and that's kind of the stuff. Like, I mean, I stick to more of the educational stuff. Um, you know, I try not to get the too too goofy. I do some some stuff on like you know TikTok because that's it's the platform that you know I think lends itself to that kind of goofy quirky stuff because of the sounds and stuff, all that stuff. But do you post different things on different platforms, or do you kind of stick with one? Yeah, kind I'm, of stick I'm, with, I'm, in I'm one only lane? really on Facebook and Instagram. You know, I've tried I've tried TikTok. You know, I have a TikTok app, and you know, I've done some stuff onto it. Um, I'm just more preferable towards Instagram. It's just more user friendly. You know, it's, it's quick editing. It's quick. It's fast. It's to the point. Um, I know you can download reels and upload them to TikTok and everything. That's something I kind of want to work into and just, you know, start, you know, growing more on the TikTok app because there is some significant boom there. There is some, some movement going on in the TikTok world right now. And if I have to, you know, download an app or learn how to edit or something like that, just, uh, you know, get you know, business from TikTok, you know, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. Something else we have to learn. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, now you, you mentioned, so Instagram, that's probably your biggest and most successful platform you'd yep. say. Okay. Yeah. Is that, have you gotten, well, let me back up. What kind of engagement would you say that you look out for? Do you look for shares, follows, like what kind of engagement I, do you, you know, I don't really see? limit it. I think, I think the best thing about Instagram is, you know, just the, you know, the opportunity just to post and get it out there. You know, that's why I like reels. You know, I might mm-hmm. only have, you know, 900 followers on Instagram, but you, you post one reel. You know, I've had multiple reels with over 10,000 views, a couple with 100,000 views and everything. So it's the opportunity just to, just to grow and get out there. So, I, I mean, yeah. maybe maybe the views is probably the biggest one because that shows how many people it's reached. But I also look mm-hmm. at the insights. You know, I dive a little bit into my profile, look at my insights, you know, what time of the day they were active, you know, where my followers were. You know, it kind of breaks it down by, you know, state lines and everything, um, what, what day of the okay. week, what time. So I really break it down on the analytical side as well. Yeah. So what you you mentioned, so a couple of those videos got significant views. Did you Do you have an idea about what attributed to those to kind of blow up like they know it's, it's kind of tough to gauge that because with reels, you know, if they're good, they're constantly in circulation on the Instagram reels newsfeed. So if you just post one reel, it's not like a, a static picture you posted. 
that you know after maybe 12 hours in the newsfeed it's just only in your profile with these reels if it's if it's good if it's relevant if it does well with the instagram algorithm it's going to keep getting played i mean i'm getting notifications from reels i posted months ago they're still getting mm -hmm. likes and comments and the views are still growing so it's kind of hard to tell exactly what one reel really kind of did it but obviously you right. know you get a couple reels with a hundred thousand views on it you know the light bulb's going to go off for you Right, right. Now, what, what kind of reel, what, which reel was you it? You know, it was, to be honest, it was one of the simplest things. It maybe took me five minutes to do. Um, I moved my couch. I, I had to do some cleaning, so I had to move my couch out of my living room. And I had a 100% empty living room. No tables. Uh, I took the curtains down, so it was just walls, windows, and blinds. And, you know, I got to thinking, you know, at that point, I was like, all right, this is kind of an empty part of a house. Like, what can I kind of do here? So I'm just sitting in a um, one of those foldable chairs you bring to the sporting events or something, a Coleman chair. Um, I'm yeah. just sitting right there. And the caption was like, you just closed on a house for 47000 over asking. And the sound goes, you know, I'm broke, but I'm happy. So it's kind of <laughs> relevant, you know, a relevant real to yeah. that time and everything. And, you know, still to this day, I think as of today, it was like at 109,000 views or something. So wow. if it's good, if it's relevant and it does well with the Instagram algorithm, you're going yeah. to keep being going. Now, do you do you keep any analytics on, you know, business that you've gotten directly from Instagram or from a specific reel? Not from a specific reel, definitely from Instagram itself. Um, it's just good to stay in touch, stay relevant. You know, not only are you posting, but making sure that you're engaging with your followers as well. You know, liking on their posts. You know, it's a little bit harder to be more personalized on Instagram than it is to Facebook. Um, mm -hmm. But it's big on the uh, direct messaging, likes, comments. You know, every time I get a new follower on Instagram, I send them a direct message, every, every single follower, even if it's a bot or something like that, I have a, I have a generated yeah. message say, hey, thanks for the follow, you know, I'm located here in Syracuse, New York, if you or anybody know looking to relocate, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then if we get a little conversation going, the Instagram algorithm is gonna see that we're talking directly and we're using direct, the direct message feature on the app. So now both our contents are showing up because we've already established that communication through direct messaging. So. Um, no, just staying cont in contact with everybody and just seeing where it takes you. So you're not only doing that with new people that follow you, right, or potential new clients, but you're doing that also with previous old, yeah, like older I, clients? Yeah, I pretty much went through a lot, a lot of my followers. You know, the relevant ones, you know, obviously, you know, there are some that, you know, I didn't. Um, but, you know, just to send them that message, you know. It, we, we hear uh, Us realtors hear all the time, oh, I didn't know you were in real estate. In the back of my mind, I'm like, I post 17 times a week and I do these three reels and how do you not know? Um, yeah. And then that's just as obvious as it is. They just don't know. So you still got to try to make sure that, you know, cram it down their face and say, hey, I, I'm a realtor. And just a simple message to them saying, hey, thanks for the follow. If you're looking for a realtor in the Syracuse, New York area, I'm here for you. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. Do you know, do you have any metrics on, you know, the, the amount of business you've gotten directly from Instagram? In no, because a lot of my business or a lot of my followers on Instagram is, is my, a lot of my sphere. You know, I, I did yeah. go through about the, of the 900 followers I have on it. I think just under 500 of them are just my sphere alone. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't I don't look exactly, you know, if 70 percent of my followers were derived from Instagram or not. But it's just another way for me to be, you know, in constant contact with my sphere of influence. Yeah. Yeah. And so your plan more next year you mentioned tiktok is that that's the platform you're looking to kind yeah, of grow either, a little bit either more tiktok or youtube shorts you know I yeah heard youtube shorts are kind of where they're at now um I, I think the biggest thing is just you know 
the easeability of taking one real app or something from another app and uploading it to the other app, you know, some type of cross stream platform like that, where it kind of makes it, you know, seamless Mm -hmm. is something I'm really looking forward to. Do you do any kind of cross promotion right now? As in, as in, you know, if you're doing, you know, uh, you know, if you're doing a longer form video on YouTube or Facebook and do a short clip on Instagram. And- I, I've looked at some long form content videos and everything. Unfortunately, sometimes with me, um, I'm not the best, you know, long talker. You know, mm-hmm. I, I kind of like giving the short, quick answer. So, and I also know kind of short form content video is, is kind of where it's at. You know, we're also yeah. glued to these phones, these seven second videos and then up with your thumb, seven seconds yeah. up with your thumb. So in, in order for me to be like, hey, I have a 27 minute video of me talking about mortgages and real estate. Do you want to watch? It's up to me to make sure that that content is also engaging yeah. as well. Right. So I'm not just some yeah. talking head that they're looking at. Yeah, it's, it's hard enough to keep you know, someone's attention for five seconds, yeah, yeah. you know, then <laughs> 27 minutes, eyes glaze over, for yeah. you know, you know, um, so you kind of stick more with the short form, um, kind of trying to grow TikTok, yep. uh, YouTube shorts. Are you going to stick with, uh, do you have any ideas about what kind of content you're going to do for those platforms? I, more educational? I, I do have a, you know, there's a, there's a really big account I follow. Honestly, I think anybody in the real estate world should follow. It's keeping current matters. Um, mm-hmm. Give a lot of insights, you know, daily blogs, infographics, you know, uh, stories, everything you need to know about the real estate world. Um, it's something that they've they've done. So I've really looked into the keeping current matters world into taking their blogs and kind of repurposing it into a long form video content that's, you know, engaging in educational all at once. Oh, that's cool. Huh. I, no. I've done a couple of them. You know, I've had the infographics uploaded. I'm, look, I'm, I'm taking some editing software classes as well because I'm, I'm looking at, uh, you know, upgrading my tech as well for the new year. Yeah. Um, so learning how to, you know, subtitles and, you know, the pop emoji sounds and stuff like that. So that I, know, I understand that those kind of features on videos also help, you know, attract attention as well. Yeah, it keeps those like quick like you know captions that you see with the emojis pop. Yep. Like it keeps yep. your you know your people's attention. Yep. Um, that's definitely been proven for sure. Do you do any kind of like scripting? No, for videos. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know our site and everything, but I, that's where kind of where it falls under me. That I also want to make sure that whatever I'm saying is also genuine. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to have a teleprompter right here to the left of me, and I'm just reading you know a speech. You know, and, and I'm so monotone and I'm just going down the teleprompter, whereas I'll read the article, you know, I'll kind of jumble the words up in my mouth and everything and then just spit it in my own language because this is just how I talk. This is the person that I am. If I'm reading something off a teleprompter, but then I meet you in person and we're two completely different people, that just sets the yeah. appointment off on the wrong foot at the beginning. Yeah. And, and this was brought up. I mean, you were um, on the panel for our social media summit we had, you know, last month in November, but... It, you have to be genuine on social media because people can, you know, lack of a better term, people can see through the bullshit, right? Yeah. So, I mean, what you're saying, you know, basically be as authentic as possible. Yep. yep. Yeah. It's a good icebreaker. Every time I notice with these reels and posts and everything, you know, maybe you don't know who it is, but the same thing that happened up at the summit, there's 60, 70 people there. I might have only known a handful of them, but the amount of people that would come up to me goes, oh my God, I love all your videos. You know, it kind of diffuses the situation of, you know, first interaction, you know, like, yeah. uh, hey, I'm, I'm Josh Webster with Hunt Real Estate. No, oh my God, that video you did with your daughter the other day was the cutest thing in the entire world. Right then and there, yeah. common ground, easy conversation, ice broken. It, for sure. It, it puts people's guard down. And, you know, I, I'd say it all the time. Like I use content 
to educate, you know, clients, but also realtors. And then for realtors, they get to see my personality, right? They kind of see how I talk and up and, you know, really just how I go about things. Um, so it makes that first conversation. It's really not a cold call or, a, you know, if I'm asking for a coffee meeting, it's not, it's like we've already kind of met kind of thing. Yeah. But I think they call it paras, parasocial friends. Like we interact yep, there you go. on social media, but it's so weird to be like, Oh, it's nice to finally meet you. Even though we were on zoom for the past two years together or whatever. Yeah. 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 It's uh yeah, for sure. Do you, um, do you use any kind of like social media calendar or do you plan on using any kind of social media? You know, I should. It makes it a little bit more organized, makes it a little less stressful. You know, I am honestly right now suffering just a little bit of a content burnout. You know, uh, it's a busy time. It's a slow time of the year. You know, it's December right before Christmas. Um, so trying to find contact that's, you know, relevant, current, you know, it, it's a tough task to, you know, I'm not saying I'm any type of a content creator by any means, but it's 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 a tough hat to kind of wear to make sure that you're not just spamming people's newsfeed with just the same old, same old. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Have you had or have you found like certain days where your audience is more apt to engage with stuff? So that's kind of where you focus on yeah, that day. One thing I'm usually keen on kind of posting is I either like to post something on my story first thing in the morning, you know, all of us do it, you know, drinking our morning coffee or just getting down to our desk at work or something like that. Or, um, or right around noon as well, right around lunchtime. Yep. Usually when people aren't busy, you know, um, breakfast, lunch, maybe nighttime, maybe send something out around six, six thirty or something. But, um, I honestly think just at the end of the day, just post it. You know, just, yeah. just, just bite the bullet, you know, press send and post it and go from there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I kind of want to go back to when you got into real estate, right? So you were using your sphere of influence, right? Um, family, friends, neighbors, that kind of thing. And then when did you start, how long after you started, did you start using social media? Well, I started, I started off on a team when I, when I came over here with, uh, okay. with Hunt and everything. So I kind of had their lead generating software to kind of fall back on to work leads as well. So it was kind of nice to have a little balance of, you know, leads to work and scrub and, you know, the sphere of influence to have. Um, no, I just think it's something that I've just always kind of had, you know, I've always been, you know, big on social media and followed it. I'm, I'm addicted to my phone. It's no less than six inches away from me at all times. So who isn't, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just think, you know, in, in this day and age too, if you want to be relevant, you, you gotta be on not only just on social media, but you also gotta be on video. Yeah. Yep. Now, so you have to be on video, right? Did you have any kind of reservations or fear to kind of overcome with being on a camera? No, to be honest with you, I, I don't know why. Um, I, I, I think, you know, it's just, you know, like I said, just, just do it. You know, mm. I, I think if, if you're, you know, if you, if you feel good, you know, mentally and only and, and physically as well, you know, the amount of times I talk to the girls in my office and everything, like, Oh, you got to get on a video. It's like, Oh, well, my hair is not done today. You know, that goes right out the window. You know, yeah. if you, you like you said, you got to be genuine. So if you're going to come in here, you know, I, I never wear a suit. So I'm yeah. never going to upload a video of me wearing a suit. Right. You know, I'm a, I'm a yeah. jeans, T-shirt, button up polo kind of guy and everything. So I'm going to make sure that whatever I'm presenting as myself is who you're going to get when we schedule an appointment together. Right. Right. You know, that's funny you mentioned that, you know, my hair's not done or I'm not wearing the right clothes. You know, no one cares. No. Right. Like no one is. When I when I post a video for myself, right, no one is saying, "Oh my God, did you see the shirt Chris was wearing no. on that video?" No one cares. No. You know what I mean? 
So, and I've, I've uploaded a couple of the same videos in the same exact outfit. You know, I've kind of bash created, you know, recorded a couple of reels at the same time. We're yeah. in the same outfit. Not one comment was like, bro, why do you have the same shirt on in all three videos? Yeah. No one cares. And if yep. you do, it was at seven seconds you looked at the video, you liked it, and now you're 17 videos deep later in the news feed. So you've, forget, and, you've forgotten the video you just liked. Them. Right. You probably forgot what I was wearing. Today. Exactly. You know, so, so I had a, I did a video shoot yesterday. We shot pretty much from 10 o'clock to about two o'clock yesterday. And I it, I did probably six videos like longer form. And then we broke, you know, break them down, that kind of thing. Um, I was wearing the same thing. Yeah. You know, no one cares. Really? And that's the thing. You if you're wearing good clothes, even if it is, put on your favorite outfit. Maybe by, just by, by wearing your favorite outfit, your favorite blazer, your favorite glasses, you know, you style your hair right that day or something. You got good yeah. sleep or something. Whatever one reason it is, use that reason to get on video. Yeah, look good, play good. Yeah. You know? Um, so, um, mentioned the content calendar. We don't, you're trying to maybe possibly use one. Yeah, um, yeah, trying to, trying to be yeah. a little bit more organized on that front. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you do any kind of like paid marketing or yeah. have you done in the past? Well, I, I think in this industry, you, you, you kind of got to pay for, for, you know, business. You know, I, I, uh, I'm big on mailers. You know, okay. I think, you know, sending out mailers are more of a direct touch. You know, it gives you the opportunity to personalize them as well. You know, I just actually this morning, I just got done sending out um, a bunch of Christmas cards to all my past clients. You know, that's that's direct. That's authentic. That's genuine. It was written by me, stamped by me, the whole nine by me, you know. Um, so um, just more of a direct touch. And so they can say, oh, hey, thanks. Thanks for the postcard. That was, that was a really nice personal touch you sent to us, whereas some people might just send out some generated just sold listing postcard which you know obviously i've done but you know i guess go back to the beginning of all this you know the more genuine you are the better you're off you are so that's interesting so you not only do you do you know social media and you're in that the high tech kind of marketing space right but you also do the handwritten notes yep. right to past clients yep and that's do you see a lot of success with that too yeah you know i don't it, it's just staying current you know staying in touch mm -hmm. with your clients you know you know remembering you know, that's a big thing. Remember the anniversary of the home purchase, uh, maybe the day that they got married or something, you know. So as I tell a lot of my clients, I'm sorry I'm asking you a lot of these questions, these personal questions, but it's going to help me serve you better. You know, when's your anniversary or, you know, if you're friends with them on Facebook, maybe do a little sneaking around on their page or something like that. See when their birthday is, see when any major life events are and upload that to your calendar. Get a notification. Takes 30 seconds to write a handwritten card. Yep. Hey, 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 man, I hope you're having a great day. I saw that was your birthday the other day. Wow, 42. That's so awesome. Well, I hope the house is great. Look forward to seeing you again soon. Done. And that, that speaks magnitude more than any, any other closing gift for some people. Yeah, you mm -hmm. want to buy them a nice bottle of wine or something, but to take the time out to write something and be authentic and genuine, that speaks more than anything. See, I think that's huge because, you know, like I said, like it's not one or the other, right? Like I think the whole like you know, digital social media marketing works awesome when you pair it with something that you're doing, right? Where it's more of a hands-on, handwritten, like an analog, yep. you know, analog yep. approach, right? Um, so that's great. Do you do that? Um, so do you do that pretty consistently then? Oh yeah, I mean, you'll, honestly, you could go into my office right now and find thank you cards, greeting cards, you know, marketing postcards, you know, just sold postcards. It's, I have a whole shelf just labeled of, of greeting cards. 
So how do you keep yourself organized? Well, do you have a CRM that you use or? Yeah, my company offers a CRM for us. So it's, it's, it's kind of convenient just to have that, you know, offered for free for us for one of our services, just to stay in touch. You know, it's a whole contact card for our entire client um, down to, you know, their name, their address, home anniversary, you know, subcontacts, you know, so in case I do forget, I put a lot of stuff in my phone as well. You know, like I said, my phone is my life. So a lot of my contact cards are pretty full as well. But, mm. you know, it's nice to know, you know, a home anniversary, um, a kid's birthday, you know, something along like that, just to make it a little bit more, you know, personalized. Do you do any gifts like after closing too? I do closing gifts. Yeah, I definitely do closing gifts. So, um, with my name being Josh and me being a bartender and the real estate transaction being thirsty work, um, I buy a lot of my clients, you know, a, a bottle of wine or so or a bottle of champagne. Um, every every buyer I close with, I bring, you know, a bottle of Josh Prosecco. Okay. <laughs> and I pour a glass for all three of us or four of us or whoever's, you know, the actual owners. And we tour the house, you know, sipping a glass of champagne together just so they can kind of do the walkthrough, be at ease and everything. Um, they also get a bottle of Josh Cabernet as well. So, uh, and a couple other small little mementos, but make sure that, you know, the Josh bottles of wine are a pretty, pretty standard, you know, gifting experience for me. Oh, that's clever. I like that. Yeah. I never would have. I, I never would have thought to put that together because yeah. that's a good bottle. That's a good wine. It's a great wine. It's not yeah. expensive, and it's something that you know people might recognize next time. You know, maybe next time you're out at the store or something like that, you're at the bar, and you ask the bartender, you know, what bottle of wine? Oh, well, we we got Josh, our realtor. Just Josh, you just got us that. That's a great wine. So now every time that they kind of see that, mm-hmm. it's a little little hidden defect in their brain to make sure that they they remember me. Exactly. That's that's a great idea. Yeah. I love that. Um, so we're kind of getting into 2023, right? Have you started any, you know, business planning or do you, do you do any like business planning? Yeah, I'm slowly starting to creep into that right now, you know, building up the pipeline for the year, you know, it, it's just tough to get over the, a lot of the objections a lot of the sellers are having right now, you know, Christmas, winter, you know, it's only getting colder up here. Um, so I think just kind of staying, you know, constant with where I'm at right now, I'm okay with the way my business is, you know, you know, holding right now. Um, it's just now gearing up for when everybody's, you know, I'm expecting, you know, kind of a more neutralized market come the spring and everything, you know, I'm expecting rates to kind of, you know, balance out the same. Hopefully inventory creeps up a little bit. So we're at more of a, still a seller's market, but not to the extent of where we've been at for the past two years or so. So I'm kind of just gearing up, making sure that my pipeline is, you know, greased and ready to go. That way when right. the phone starts ringing, I'm ready. Yeah. And part of that pipeline is, is making, you know, doing what you've been doing, right? The social yep. media, but also the handwritten notes, yep. right? Making sure that, you know, they remember you and you're memorable. What are some of your goals for, for next year? Just keep increasing my volume. You know, this, this, this year I did just under four. I did 3.8 this year. Uh, last year I did 2.6. So um, just constantly increasing my sales. Um, I don't really look at it as a total number. You know, I don't look at it as 32 families help goal or help to anything like that. Uh, I'm just here, you know, I'm here to help anybody that wants to buy or sell, you know, I have, I have my plan in order and I know it works, you know, I'm, I'm successful, you know, I've been doing this for six years now and they say after the fifth year, you kind of, you figure out if you're going to make it or not. And here I'm going into my sixth, seventh year of, of real estate. So something's doing, I'm doing something right. So yep. as long as I can kind of keep going on this path, you know, I'm expecting good returns. Yeah. Do you, do you want more listings, buyers? Like what do you, yeah, I mean, list to last. 
you know, that's, that's a big thing. You know, I, I did two buyers this year, you know, the mm-hmm. rest of them were all sellers and everything. Um, I just market a lot to sellers. You know, I think sellers are easier, more enjoyable. I get to, you know, meet different people. I mean, I was the same thing with buyers, but you know, you know, driving, you know, the 32 houses in a seller's market over the course of six weeks, you know, really isn't that enticing to me. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if you want to just call me and say, hey, you know, let's come over and have a two-hour conversation and see if we can be a good fit. I'm really good at one-on-ones. You know, I'm really good at sitting down, being cordial, being professional, giving, you know, the hard details and everything. And if I have the opportunity to do that in your house and win you over, you know, sign me up. Yeah. Is that, so you mentioned you were in customer service. Is that kind of what, what, what draws you to the sellers? Cause you're really kind of yeah, like one-on-one. It, yeah. It's the personalized, you know, as a bartender, you know, you're going to sit down, you know, you're going to have that one or two people, you know, most of the time, you know, have that direct interaction with them, you know, Hey, how are you? You know, what can I do for you tonight? You know, just, just having that, that empathy towards them, you know, yeah. and it's only magnified in real estate, you know, the largest transaction, you know, a lot of people are ever going to have, and it's on my shoulders. You know, had you told me 10 years ago, I'd be handing, you know, $4 million worth of real estate sales. I'd laugh in your face. But now, you know, I'm groomed, I'm educated, I'm confident. That way, when the opportunities arise, I'm just as ready as you are. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. Do you have like an ultimate business goal for next year? So, like I said, I'm still a bartender right now. Um, I have a six-year-old daughter as well, and I'm a real estate agent, so, you know, life is, life is pretty busy. So you're not that busy. No. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so it, it would be kind of nice just to kind of tone things down a little bit and increase my, my real estate production. Um, but I'm also okay with the lifestyle I have. You know, I'm, I'm very routine and regimented with my schedule, so um, as long as I don't go down. You know, mm-hmm. as long as, you know, nothing suffers a setback, you know, there's no, there's no red flags or red lines in my 2023. I consider that a win. Yeah. Do you uh, have any plans to maybe, you know, have a team someday or anything like that? Or would you yeah, prefer just kind of, you know, yeah. I, I started off as on a team, you know, I give a lot of credit for that team for, you know, sculpting me into the agent that, you know, kind of gave me the foundation I needed. Um, but I'm very, you know, independent. I'm very by myself. I like doing things on my own. Um, unfortunately the last team I was on was also a team full of ladies. Um, and let me tell you something, I'm a six foot, 225 pound guy. Um, so hearts and emojis and let us be your perfect matchmaker doesn't really fit my vibe. (laughs) Uh, So if I can be a little bit more, you know, the bearded agent, you know, if I can be more of that, you know, I, I think that's, that's what I really should focus on. Right, right, right. Um, awesome. So we're kind of coming up towards the end here. So I want to ask, you know, I've asked these three questions I ask everybody on the podcast that comes on, right? So what's one book you think everyone looking to grow their business in real estate or podcasts? What should they read or listen to? Uh, the biggest podcast I think is really good is um, the Tom, there's a Tom Tool sales group podcast out there. Um, Tom Tool is an agent out in uh, Philadelphia in Remax. Um, either Tom Tool or Byron Lazine. Um, with the real world. Those are both really good. Like I said, I'm a really big analytical guy. I like knowing the numbers behind the scenes and everything. And those guys break it down. They give down, you know, absorption rates, you know, days on market, you know, average price point in the markets, what region, uh, what's current, you know, what's happening in markets that's not relevant to you, what's happening in markets that is relevant for you. So uh, the Tom Tool Sales Group and Byron Lazine are both hmm. podcasts. Okay, cool. Awesome. Um, and what should real estate agents either start or stop doing? Uh, stop comparing yourself. You know, mm. there's so many of us 
and there's only getting more. You know, every time I check, you know, our, our MLS hot sheet or the the hot news and everything, I see you know six new agents on a, on a daily basis. So there's a lot of us. There's only going to be more of us, but there's only one of you. So stand out, find a way to make yourself relevant. You will succeed if you believe that. Right, right. That's a great. That's great advice. And lastly, where can everybody find you online? Yeah, so like I said, I'm big on Instagram, big on Facebook. Uh, uh, Instagram handle is the bearded agent. Me and my beard um, underscore. So it's the underscore bearded underscore agent. Um, same thing on Facebook. You know, Josh Webster, licensed real estate salesperson. Um, give me a like, give me a follow, tell me how funny I am, and tell me you have a million dollar house to sell me. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, Josh. I appreciate you popping on. No problem, man. Appreciate it. Have a great one. You too, man. See ya.